You're listening to JJ Live. This is Julian Lanyard. Today's episode is with Mark from Coffee Club Beer. Mark has opened himself to many professions, including being a bank teller fresh out of school and a policeman shortly after. At 29, a passion for business led him to buying into a franchise with over 80 employees offering fast food. Mark's business was in competition with McDonald's and was eventually bought out by McDonald's, which led him to buying a supermarket. After being selected for a scholarship management program, Mark immigrated to Australia from New Zealand, and the Sunshine Coast was his first stop to the present day. The experience of being his own boss was in need of a break, and he worked for other people for 17 years to understand the process of business in Australia. But his journey doesn't stop there. Mark is now the manager of the coffee club in Biwa. I would say the friendliest, most welcoming coffee club on the Sunshine Coast. This episode was actually recorded at the coffee club in Biwa, so some of the traffic from the main road was picked up. Nonetheless, Mark has many words worth listening to. Mark shares a great amount of knowledge on what success is, advice for young people, and tips for small businesses. We also talk about the search for balance in life and how you can choose to be happy almost every day. Here's Mark. There's a concept I've taken on from a, a previous interview and it's this idea of having multiple lifetimes. And it sounds a little crazy, but basically when you move your, your home, your city, uh, your home to another city or state, and if you marry or remarry, you live another lifetime. I've only had one lifetime, and even though I lived in England, uh, I was born there, I only lived there for eight weeks. Can you tell me a little bit about some of your lifetimes? I've probably had a few more lifetimes given yeah, my yeah. age. Um, obviously, I was born in New Zealand, uh, and my lifetime, initially, I was uh, the fourth child, the last child. Mm. Uh, so grew up in a very family orientated environment but I was 10 years younger than my peers yeah, so yeah. in some ways or not my peers my siblings so in some ways I was brought up as an only child with much older brothers and sisters mm. who you, you tend to look up to you do and therefore it uh, it makes you think that in life just because they're doing something at their age that even though I might be so many years younger that I can do it yes so you start to well for me what it was was being probably over ambitious mm-hmm. and over eager to grow up so, uh, yeah, I spent a lot of my life, or my younger years, um, growing up in a, a very adult environment. Yeah. Uh, my parents um, were pretty hard working and uh, went into business. I'm trying to think when, what age I would have mm. been, but I was reasonably young and therefore grew up in a business adult environment. Yeah. And that probably sent the, set the, the basis or, or the groundwork for, for where I've been yeah. in life. Then um, through my uh, school years, I was really fortunate that I enjoyed school. School was yeah, uh, a, a place of um, fun, but I've always seen school as being somewhere, it's not about what you learn, it's about an opportunity to learn. Yes. It teaches you how to learn. Exactly. And uh, opens your eyes up to so many different options and um visions of things that are out there yeah, that are much bigger than the world you're living in. So school was a, a really interesting place for me and mm. uh, I grew up in a small uh, country town where we as a family were very well known which also gave me a, um, 
confidence and a reputation and exposure in a community that made you feel very comfortable and safe. So I had a happy, Mm -hmm. fun-filled teenage years, young life and teenage years. And I think, like I said earlier, that that set the basis uh, as a young child of being ambitious or or eager to grow up. And then as a, a teenager, degree of comfort and confidence is sort of probably all developed as to who I am now yeah my uh, father in his younger life had been a, a policeman and, and members of my family had been other members of my family had been in the police service so there was a family tradition yeah to to join the New Zealand police service and uh, I followed into that um, not straight from leaving school because I was too young and mm-hmm. uh, I had a couple of years uh, experience um, or life experience, gaining life experience. I worked at uh, our local bank called the Bank of New Zealand. Um, again, because it was a, a country town, I was known, so yeah. it really wasn't hard to get a job. I look back at it now and, and think how much harder it is for young people today. It is. Um, and how fortunate I was because I was known. Yeah. Um, so that was great. It was, again, a, a different experience and different outlook. It was more... Um, about systems and routines and responsibilities and probably that first exposure to being actually accountable and responsible. Mm. Um, Managed to to work my way through there from the office junior up to head teller. Yeah. Left the bank uh, and joined the New Zealand Police Service at 19 and uh, had an exciting police career. I spent over 10 years in the police and it was an amazing life experience Certainly. very different very different to where we are now I'm very different to anything I've been exposed to yeah. before I, I has hazard to say that sometimes in life uh, ignorance is bliss um, and whilst I never thought that I was ignorant I had had a very sheltered life that I didn't realize I'd had mm. and you become aware of what many many people live and I think that's when I realized that there is no normal there isn't you're right uh, everyone's normal is different yeah. and uh, you learn that an appreciation of people and an appreciation of um, the value and when I say the value it's not a monetary value it's about the value of worth or the value of life exactly. and how people value it differently I think one of the other lessons I probably took from that period of time was that while we say there is no normal that we are very quick and when I say we I mean the community as a whole are very quick to judge people Mm. and to be critical of younger people or critical of situations where people behave differently and maybe outside of what is a societal norm or or what's an acceptable behaviour. Where yeah. in reality, it's the way that they've been brought up and they don't know exactly. any different. And uh, if I can use a little example for you, is as a, probably I'd only been in the service six months, maybe 12 months, and we were called to a um, domestic dispute. And there were these children who were on the side of the road, young, probably one was four and one would have been two or younger. Mm. And um, as we drove past, they started hurling stones and whatever they yeah, could pick yeah. up off the road at the police car and um, that to them was normal yeah 
they didn't know any different. We were, their parents behaved in a way against authority or against police. It was never personal. It was about the position you held rather than the person yeah, you were. Yeah, you're right. And those children knew no different. And which led on to, much later in my policing career, I was uh, doing a search warrant on a property and there were two little children that were in that property and they parents are notorious for hiding all sorts of contraband in their children's rooms thinking that no one will look there yeah. and uh, so I was in the kiddies room searching and these two little boys came up behind me two brothers and they their parents were not good people no, no. but these little boys wanted to know what I was doing so they actually said they said excuse me and they said excuse me Mr Pig and uh, Pig is obviously a a reference to an insulting term to a police person and uh, but they chose to say Mr Pig and I think I realised at that point that there was some hope in some people there's always hope because these little fellas were being respectful they said excuse me and they called me Mr Pig Mm -hmm. not Pig yeah and uh, whilst it might only be a little thing, it's those things that stick with you in life and you realise that there is always hope and there is always a chance to give people um, a view of something different mm. so they can achieve in life too. Exactly, and they don't, they like, what other people do they have around them? They're only their parents who yeah. probably would have said like, oh, the police are just pigs and that's why they're like, oh, my dad thinks that. Or they actually thought that's what my name was because that's what they referred to the police as all the time. So yeah. they didn't actually have an opinion. Yeah. It's just that police are pigs, so therefore yeah. it's Mr. Pig. So, yeah, look, there's through those stages of my life from being a, a, uh, a young child and a, a um, or the youngest child in a family to being uh, a sheltered but happy uh, young child and teenager mm. to being my first years of working in my hometown to a police career yeah I've led some different lives but I think probably out of all of those they they give you the life experience and they provide you with the opportunities where you can decide as uh, an adult or as a person growing up in life where you want to go yeah and I think that's probably one of the questions you have in there is about what what would be a um, what would I tell someone young growing up yes is that every opportunity should be seized. Mm. You, should have, you should take on board every opportunity you can to learn. That to nothing... Learning is, is more than just about um, the content of that matter. It's about the opportunities that will open up for you. Yep. And uh, yeah, life is, life is... You should learn something new every day. Yeah, you're right. Well, um, we covered a lot in, the, in that question. Um, there's a lot that I, I picked up and I'd like to talk about. Um, firstly, you said at a young age you had like you had a lot of goals to look up to. You had people to look up to. You had had uh, past past relatives who'd been police mm-hmm. policemen. And um, how did how did you like process? Like, what was your having a goal? How important do you think it is for people to have inspiration? To people have goals I think, young people and anyone yeah I th- maybe when you're, you're in your younger years it's about having a mentor not necessarily a goal um, 
as a father now of a, of a young child, I, I look at where he's going in life and we try to surround him with good influences yep. that will help him make good decisions. And you can't make those decisions for your children or exactly. your employees or for your friends or your family. You can't make decisions for people. But what you can do is provide them with opportunity and experiences so they can mm. learn and can then make a good decision. But I think you do have to, as you, you do grow up, you have to set yourself some goals or some some targets, yes. depending on what it is that you've got to achieve. Because if you don't challenge yourself, then you don't improve. Yep. And it's not a matter of necessarily always doing better. Uh, it's just a matter of achieving more or looking further or na- widening a very yeah. narrow perspective. Getting something from it, at least. Yeah, getting something from it. But but people tend to go through life in, in routines and habits and don't always look outside. You know, there's this saying about looking outside of the square. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, sometimes people have to do that and I think that's one of the goals or one of the challenges is to say to yourself each day I'm going to talk to somebody different I'm going to make that person smile Mm. I'm going to help somebody do something it's actually just the challenge or the goal or the intention should be to to do better each day yeah and maybe when you're young you don't have that foresight but as you get older um, that can be something you can set yourself up to Mm. do is to actually to improve yourself as you help other people improve themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to talk about your police force work because um, there's a job there and it's an important job and I'm wondering for people looking at a job like that what advice do you have for them and what what does the police force involve like the training what's it what's it like? It's a long time since I was in the yeah, service. Yeah, it's changed. It, it has changed, and, and certainly was in a totally different community and, and country. But as a young, as an older person now looking back, even though I had given myself a couple of years from leaving school to joining the service, I was too young. Yeah. I think that if somebody chose to take on a career of that nature, be it police service, be it ambulance service, be it any any service-based industry teaching where you're you're going to impart and share knowledge and experiences with people you actually you need to have had some life experience yourself Um, for me as a as a young 19 year old going unmarried yeah going into a domestic situation and trying to tell then um, husband and wife who had been married 30 years and were in their 50s how they should behave yeah. whilst I might have had the training I didn't have the life experience mm. and it was somewhat arrogant um, of myself and also of the organisation that I was involved in that they put young people in those situations yeah. and wonder why sometimes things go badly very quickly so looking back I have absolutely no regrets about the career that I chose. Mm. But to have had more life experience would have set me up better. And that's just not necessarily age. That's about getting out and seeing how other people lived and uh, an exposure to the bigger world Mm. to be able to come back and and be better equipped to have an opinion or to help people. Mm 
haven't, and actually saying having an opinion sounds very judgmental. It's not so much having an opinion as, as having a an ability to actually suggest op- options for people. Yeah. And how do you think how do you think you'd gain that experience? Travel, um, like travel sounds like a big holiday, doesn't it? It does. Like voluntary work, I think, is probably one of the best ways because it's it's hard today for young people to get work. Mm-hmm. That's a reality. It's hard for anybody to get work. So voluntary organisations are a great way to be exposed to, to all sorts of situations and to all sorts of people. Yeah. Again, we come back to there is no normal. No, yeah. So having an opportunity to, to work within an organisation that provides a service, be it you know Red Cross, be it Salvation Army, be it the local food bank, or, yep. or be it through a church group or a youth group, really doesn't matter it's just about and and maybe actually being involved in more than one would be the primary way to do it is uh, about just getting out there and and seeing how the other half live yeah and how you do or don't agree with that personally and how you can then um, learn to help people who want to move on from those situations hmm. well we're gonna we're gonna move on a little bit uh, what do you consider to be your most challenging experience it's a very deep question it I've is. thought about this one being a parent has an incredible responsibility I feel very fortunate to have a business and to have a team of people that choose to be part of that business. And I have a responsibility to ensure that they can come to work every day, that I provide the right work environment, that we resource them and challenge them and train them. So that's all a challenge that I have there. Mm. But really, the, for me, the real heart for me is ensuring that our son is given every opportunity he ha- he can mm. to achieve whatever it is that he wants to achieve in life. And I'm not an I'm not a person who wants my son to be a solicitor or a doctor yeah. or mm. I want him to be happy. Yeah. I want him to live a life where he can choose that he gets a good education so that he can make choices in life. If he chooses to do voluntary work and live in a caravan that's okay because he made that choice and he had the options to make that choice so I feel that for me it's providing the best possible uh, environment and the best possible opportunities so that our son can grow up and do better for himself and those around him well, Mark, that is a that is a big thing. You're right, and um, it's hard. It's hard with everything that's going around and everything that's happening. Like kids at school, influences exactly come back to influences. Mm-hmm. And um, if you can be a good parent and a good influence, and that is, and provide. I think I mentioned it earlier about providing mentors and an yeah. environment which has good role models. Mm. Is that. I can't choose where Ethan's future is going to be. No. Neither my wife or I can. We, we can't choose who his friends are, and I wouldn't want to. But what we can do is we can provide him with um, the balance. Yep. Option A, option B, 
yeah, um, that is consequences. Mm-hmm. Being accountable. I don't think enough people today are actually accountable for their actions. I think that if you make a decision, living through that decision. Uh, if you start something, you must finish it. Yes. Uh, if you do wrong, then you need to put it right. If you hurt somebody, you need to say sorry. There are there is no shame in being wrong. Mm-mm. There is no shame in apologising. Yeah. Um, I personally think that it takes a very strong person to admit they're wrong, and it takes a very strong person to say sorry. Mm-hmm. And um, if more people acknowledged their shortcomings and more people were apologetic, then we probably wouldn't have as many problems yeah. as we had. Mark, you moved here from New Zealand. Do you believe lifestyle is an important part of a career choice? Balance. Somebody said something to me just recently about the work-life balance. I haven't found that yet, Mm. and I I really don't know what it is. We moved because we believed there was more opportunity. It's not that the grass was greener. I think there's always that saying about the grass is greener. Um, I don't didn't believe that the grass was greener. There was just more people here. More people meant there were more opportunities. More there, there was more business opportunities. There was there was just more. Yeah. Whether you're catering to a need or looking for a job or whatever it is you choose to do, there's there's just more happening, and that's on an economical level, um, or an economic level, should I say? But also in terms of choosing a house or choosing a suburb or. or, or any of those life decisions, there was just more of it happening here, having grown up in a, in a small country town. The reality is, is, is 19 years on, uh, we've ended up back in a small country community yeah. uh, that is developing and growing. And I think that sometimes you look outside of your, your current box and, and want to have a crack. Like I've said, you need to. And you've got to grasp hold of those opportunities and go with it but that doesn't mean you should give up on what you hold close I think it's nice to to be involved in a community where people know you mm. where you are safe where you feel comfortable yeah and there's that familiarity so for us we took hold of an opportunity we moved on um, we developed a different network and and now we're settling back into a, a new uh, community and and again looking for that balance yeah and that lifestyle uh, for me that lifestyle is uh, coffee club beer wa for now yeah and and where that takes us I don't know I have no idea yeah. um, but already in the time we've been here we've met some amazing people that have been uh, incredibly supportive have have opened my eyes to things that I haven't mm. seen before um, some people have reaffirmed or confirmed my belief in things (laughs) Um, but at the end of the day balance in anyone's life is important whether that's work life balance or whether it's just balance Mm. um, and striving to find that balance Mm, that's life's insanity isn't it Mm. and um I haven't found it yet no and uh, a lot of people haven't and it's okay. Yeah, it is. Well, it is. I think acknowledging it's okay that you have yeah. it. And, and, and saying, you know, I, you'll try harder, I'll do better, or I'm happy with where I'm at. 
there's this there's this huge thing about having to be financially successful or having to be materialistic about what you do in life and what you what you own or what you have achieved that's not balanced to me actually showing up at work and being happy yes I mean we're talking but you uh, you can see what I'm turning around and looking at this is my office yeah it is it's not a bad office to look it's at every day it's not a bad office at all and you know I get a variety of people coming through my office every day that yeah. I get to have a laugh with some people come in and they're sad and I get to make them feel better some people come in and need some quiet time and we can respect that but at the end of the day I get to enjoy what I do every day mm-hmm. and maybe that's the balance for me maybe it is and and on that that note of um, coming to work and being happy you say quite often you say um, every day is a good day some days are just better than others every day is a great day oh there it is every day is a great day some are just better than others and you can see that you embrace that because this coffee club particularly has a, a very welcoming feel and I'm wondering, what is the drive behind every day? Firstly, thank you for saying that about <laughs> Coffee Club Beer That's One. okay. Um, Michelle and I, when we decided we wanted to go into business, we wanted to be in a business where we could be ourselves. Mm. And uh, you and your dad and family come in here and, and you, you see me. Yeah, we do. It's no different at home yeah. to what it is here. Yeah. So I get to be who I am. Some days that's uglier than other days and that's okay yeah but we decided we wanted somewhere where it's something that we interacted with people and uh, we weren't stuck you know in within four walls so the cafe industry provided us with that it was a little bit of my family history involved in that as well so that was the basis behind this business the thought of every day is a great day some are just better than others and I know there are a lot of people comment on my saying, but yes, I do live it because every day is what you make of it. Mm. Now, we all have ups and downs in lives. We all have moments in time that we may behave or we may react in a way that with hindsight we wished we hadn't. But we choose to do that. So for me, I choose to look at every day as being a great opportunity is it financial success? Is it making someone happy? Would it? It's a mixture of all those things. It is. It's a balance. It's a balance. <laughs> and for me, every day should be a great day, and some of those days will be better than others. Yep. Now, the con- the reverse of that is some days are not so great, no. and some days are sad days. But if you think about it that way, somebody said to me many, many, many years ago that how you think is how you'll feel is how you'll behave. And therefore, if I think I'm sad, I'll feel sad, I'll behave sad. Mm -hmm. Or you can apply that to grumpy, you know, emotional, all those types of things that applies the same way. So for me, if every day is great, and I think every day is great, then I'll feel like every day Mm -hmm. is great, and I'll behave like every day is great. And you can pass it on to people. No one wants to come into our cafe and see a sad sack behind the counter. Mm -mm. Um, So... For us, it's about providing a, a happy, warm environment, like you said, but a safe place where people feel comfortable, where they can sit with whoever it is they yeah. need to sit with and, and share mm. a coffee or a meal. And I think there's nothing more 
fundamentally enjoyable than sharing food or a coffee or a drink of some type with somebody and having the time to discuss whatever it is that's important be it family time be it an emotional family situation be it a young couple who are trying to decide what they want to do in life be it a young family who two weeks into having their newborn and home and are struggling and um, they can sit and have some quiet time it's that sort of place where we can allow people to do what they need to do and feel comfortable yeah and if we can do that by being warm and inviting and humorous sometimes maybe a little bit sarcastic you definitely um, accomplished <laughs> then great. then that's what we're doing yeah and as long as we can continue to do that then i'm probably living my dream that is great mark and um, i really like coming here you know it's uh, it's a great place and you you know everyone is happy here and you can come and you can talk about anything and you can feel um at home and your team is great you're I am lucky. I've been, you know, we work hard with the people that we've got. We've got a few new faces on board now, but part of what we say to anyone who wants to join our team is that they have to want to be here. Mm. It's not about just getting your pay packet at the end of the week. It's actually about wanting to be here and wanting to, to you know, I think if you're part of a bigger corporate thing, they talk about ethos and mission statements and stuff like that. I'm, I'm not that grandiose. I talk about the fact that you, you have to believe in doing what you do and doing it well. You have to come to work and want to be at work and want to do the job you're doing mm-hmm. well. Uh, another thing we talk about here is, for part of our team, is we don't ask anything of our team that Michelle and I won't do ourselves. And what we hope out of that is that no task within our, our cafe is menial. You know, if the boss will get down and scrub floors, then everyone else can get down and scrub floors. So, so whilst there has to be accountability, responsibility, and at the end of the day, the buck stops with me, we all should be comfortable of doing every job and feeling that every job is worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, not everyone sees it that way. Yeah. Some people sit in judgment of... Uh, others who you know if you wash dishes that must be a menial job actually no in this place it's not because if we don't have clean cups and we don't have clean plates or clean cutlery then we can't serve people so you know if we have a dirty cafe people don't come in if we don't serve up good food people don't come Mm. back so no jobs menial yeah every job is an important part of what we are trying to provide Mm. and therefore every job's important Throughout your lifetimes, your your many professions you've been in, I mean, you've you've had supermarkets, you've uh, had drive-through cafes, and you you've been quite successful. And uh, how would you define success? So it would be easy based on that to say finances yeah, are easy, successful. Yeah. I think financial success can provide opportunity. And yes, you're probably right. We have been fortunate, and we've worked hard. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean we've succeeded at everything we want to do. I think that um, I'm probably working harder now for much less than I've ever worked, but I'm probably much happier. So for me, success is about the balance 
about providing the right environment for my team, about hopefully providing the right environment for our son, about trying to do better each day, uh, trying to help and support others in a different way maybe. So successful to me is, is not, not one thing, it involves many things. Um, I guess the corporate part of me, because we're part of a bigger franchise, is based on maintaining an image, maintaining a brand, and certainly from the corporate beasts that live above us about um, the bottom line or the balance sheet. I look at the fact today that if we can pay our bills and we can keep moving forward, then we're doing okay. You know, will I be driving a new car or will we have a big flash house? Probably not. But we have a comfortable, happy team of people who enjoy being here. We have lots of customers that come through and I think like being here. So that to me means that we're doing well or we're being successful in providing that uh, environment for yeah. people to, to do what they need to do. And hopefully out of all of that, we'll get to live the life that we need to live. Yes. Uh, if you did it all again, do you think, like would you, a lot of people wouldn't, um, and some people would, would you do anything differently? So probably like I said with my policing career, I, I would challenge myself to, to not join so young uh, to get more life experience. Um, jumping ahead to now, which is probably more relevant, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily do things differently. I'm. I'm happy with how we've come into the cafe. How we're trying to grow and change. Um, no, in terms of how the community see us and and how people on the outside looking in see us, I probably wouldn't do things differently. Um, on a personal level, probably I would look at structuring some of my um, company structure or some of our financial stuff a little differently to make life a little easier for us. Um, but again, that's only looking back. Yeah, you're right. I, I wouldn't not do what I've done at any point in time. If you change one thing, have you heard about the butterfly effect? I haven't. So, as I understand it, and I may, may have got it wrong, but this is how I choose to interpret it. So if a butterfly flaps its wings in one place, that has an effect all across the world. So that one action affects many, many other actions, which in part affects you, the butterfly effect. So if I was to go back and change one aspect of my life, it could very much change yes. who I am today mm -hmm. and what we've achieved, or haven't achieved, yeah. or are yet to achieve. So. I don't, I don't think I would choose to change anything because that would mean I wouldn't be who I am today. And the people that are part of my world and are important to me like me for who I am now. And I don't or couldn't imagine any part of my life without them. So I wouldn't want to change who I am because I wouldn't necessarily have them. Yeah, it's that chain reaction. Yeah. Chain reaction, mm. that's butterfly effect, chain yeah. reaction, that's quite right. 
so uh, oh. I don't oh. think so. Yeah. So I want to uh, shift gears a little bit and talk about. Um, we have been talking about your business, but um, what do you think are the advantages and disadvantages of running your own business? So, small family business. Yeah. As we classified, challenges. Not enough hours in the day. Mm. I'll be serious. Time. Time. I think the challenges of a business today are there are things outside of your control, and there are those things that are you do have control of. So I have no control over um, who's going to walk through my door today. How many people are going to walk through my door today? I have no no. Um, control over the landlord and the rent they charge, I have yeah. no control over the power companies and the power costs. Those are all things that are just going to happen. Yeah. So again it comes back to um, doing or being the best at what we can do and who we are to hopefully invite people in to provide um, the right environment um, in terms of the cost side of the business. Um, trying to balance so that you can afford all those things that need to be done uh, they are continual challenges and are hard for small business today I think that it's it's very easy for people on the outside to look in and say you, know, you own a business you you must be successful that's not necessarily true there are a lot of business operators who work very very hard work very long hours yeah. just to keep it together yeah and um, sometimes they do that for financial return, sometimes they do that because they don't have or they don't believe they have other opportunities. Or sometimes they do it because they enjoy it, even though it's really, really hard work. So I think small family businesses have and will always face the same challenges is that they're just that, a small business. Mm. And then there are some people who started as a small family business and have grown into being franchise um, successes and mega businesses um, like McDonald's yes. or Coffee Club yeah. or all those started as one-off operations that have grown into being something much, much bigger. Yes. Um, so again, it depends on what the drivers behind the individual as to what or where they see their businesses going in the future. Um, but business is also about the people you employ. Yes. Um, and the um, people you employ. Yeah, people you employ, and to be successful, you need to employ ambitious and successful people. And with that, you only have them for a short time because if they are truly ambitious and successful, they will move on to mm. to achieve and do better in their world. But I still think it's better to have a driven, motivated, ambitious person for yep. a short time as part of your world to, to help you and to show you different things and to maybe motivate and drive you a little bit more than to, to uh, be stagnant. Mm. So I would like to think that the people I have here, I try to motivate them. Equally, they motivate me or challenge me. Um, and out of it all, we learn to grow and, and do better. Yeah. But it's not easy being in business, mm -mm. and I don't think anyone should be mistaken thinking it is. Um, yeah, well, you just mentioned uh, employees, and uh, I was—I want to go into that a little bit. 
well, you mentioned that uh, in an employee, you want someone ambitious and someone who, who wants to wants to come in every day and, and do their best. What other qualities do you look for in an employee? I talk about fit. And uh, I can tell at an interview whether the person is going to fit with me. And maybe that's from my life experiences about having to assess and um, look at a person and, ma and make a, um, an assessment of them. Not a judgment, because we all live life differently, so yeah. it's not my place to judge, but it is certainly, as an employer, you have to assess how that person's going to fit into mm. your current group and, and can they do the things you need them to do. So when I sit down and interview with somebody, uh, interview with somebody I, I very quickly get an idea if it's going to be a fit. And that's from the way that they behave, the conversation that you have, um, how they um, present themselves, um, where they choose to go in a conversation, and um, about I about some of their maybe their likes and dislikes, some of their behaviours that you know you talk about outside of work. You you want to know that that person's core is going to fit with and not conflict with who I am yes. and what my core is. So you can only do that by getting to know someone. Sometimes you get it right, sometimes you get it wrong. Mm. And that's okay. That's, you learn from it. Yeah, that's all part of the learning curve. You, exactly. you can't be right every day. Mm -mm. But you can learn every day. Yes, you can. So what do I look for? I look for um, a desire to learn. I look for someone who has intellectual willingness that doesn't mean that they're, they're a great student to me that's not intellect no that's just smart at doing book work um, you want somebody who can um, show that they have a willingness um, have a, um, a willingness and a, a desire to learn and grow and do better hmm. and a clean and tidy yes <laughs> <laughs> Coming back to your lifestyle, and you talked about this a little bit on, on family. Mm. What impact has owning owning a business had on your family life? Well, if it doesn't happen at Coffee Club Beer, well, it doesn't happen at all. Yeah. That's the impact. Mm. Um, the reality is, we're, again, we're quite fortunate that our young fella has bought into the idea of cafe life as much as we have. We spend every day. I'm here seven days a week. I'm here... 12 to 14 hours a day and um, our son has truly accepted that weekends don't exist anymore and that we're at the cafe and for now he, he enjoys that he gets in and gets involved and he makes a really good long black already so at 10 it's quite an accomplishment where that's going to take him long term I'm not too sure yeah. but he, he certainly has an interest in it so in terms of family life for Michelle, Ethan and I, this is what our family life is mm -hmm. at the moment. This is what we are doing yeah. as a family. And uh, that's different to what a lot of other people are doing. But hopefully, we're providing Ethan with, again, some life skills yeah. and uh, some exposure to a different group or network of people who equally open his eyes up to different things so for now our family life is this yeah and it certainly isn't what you would call the um, um, 
standard or normal, whatever normal yeah, is, what normal family is. life. Yeah, it's not nine to five Monday to Friday, mm. but it's okay. Yeah, because there's no normal. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna end with um this question. What advice do you have for someone starting out in a, in a small business or any business? And every business starts small, really. But advice for someone starting out in business. I don't know whether it's, I can give them advice on business or just advice on who they are. I think be true to yourself. Uh, plan to to succeed have an idea of you know we talk, we've talked about goals and we've talked about those sort of matters have you know a two year three year five year plan and, and even if you fall behind on trying to get there still revisit it I think that a business plan needs to be dynamic that sometimes what your the information you're given in the beginning is not necessarily the full facts so therefore you need to be able to moderate or to to change with what's happening in front of you so an ability to to be dynamic. Yeah, that, that ability uh, to change is important. Yeah, very much. And, and again, is that just about business or is that about life? I think if I was talking, I don't think I'm educated or I'm, I'm equipped enough to tell anyone how to do well in business. What I'd say as a person, and I don't even know if I'm equipped enough to tell anyone what they should do as a person, but for me, if they asked me my honest truth, I would say, be honest, be true to yourself know what it is you want set about working towards achieving it but not at the price of someone else you don't need to crawl over or stamp on people to make yourself better Uh, in fact I think you can do a lot of harm or damage by belittling others or by using others to to further yourself there are people who choose to do that and they have to deal with their own outcomes because of it so yeah have goals educate yourself so you can make choices learn as much as you possibly can about the industry you're choosing to go into and um, don't give up Mark I want to thank you so much for being a part of this interview and getting up your time and um, I really do wish you continued success and I thank you so much. You're welcome Jules, it was my pleasure, hopefully I didn't bore you too much. Not at all. And I can see you enjoyed your coffee. I did, it was a good (laughs) coffee. Uh, Thank you so much Mark, it's been great. And that wraps up another episode, if you enjoyed it you can rate it on iTunes and if you want to find out more about the podcast you can head over to my website at julianmunyard.com and search for Julian Magnard at all the usual places. Every day is a great day. Some days are just better than others. Thank you for listening to JJ Live.